Alright, you can cut the music now. Sing it, Taylor. That's enough. Are you really cut the music. Welcome to From the Nosebleeds. <laughs> I'm Seamus Doyle with Patrick O'Leary, Vince Lobiondo, and we Hello. have a special guest today who I was about to say in studio, which <laughs> would not be true. But I just feel like saying in studio is like more professional. <laughs> he's but here like, in spirit. He's here in spirit, and uh, it's definitely it's definitely cooler to say in studio. So let's just pretend like we're there. It's so much more cool. Right it's it's just like saying ignore the difference in audio. He is right next to us. <laughs> it's just like when radio guys say, "Hey, behind the glass," like that's cool to me. It's like the same thing. You've but never, anyway, you've, you're we're like a hundred something episodes in, and you're still starstruck by saying the words behind the glass <laughs> because I grew up worshiping people that are horrible at their jobs on the radio. All right, so we have a special guest today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you introduce him then. Steal Trill my bro, thunder. dude. <laughs> hey, I welcome. A, I had a whole build up and everything, but Pat just stole If you it. don't follow him on Twitter, go follow him. You probably do, hilarious. though. Yeah, you probably do. Everyone follows. Yeah, if you've ever seen a clown face on Twitter, you probably follow him. That's very true. <laughs> well, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining Bri- Brian us. Brian Colangelo as the Joker. <laughs> yes. To be probably, specific. Probably one of the greatest profile pictures I've seen on Twitter. I had no idea that's what that was. Yeah. That? You didn't know that? For some reason, I thought it was Howie Roseman. <laughs> Oh, yeah, same, same But I mean, it applies for both, I guess. <laughs> I never even knew you had that shirt. Like, I've always known you had that shirt on. You've seen me wear this shirt so many times. I know, but I always forget that you have it. And what, it's, Porter, it's if you can't see it, it's it's uh, it's Sam, Sam Hinkie stepping over Colangelo. Yeah. But, it looks like <laughs> nice. but it looks like he's missing his leg. I still have my uh, T-shirt that I bought on the Wildwood Boardwalk of uh, Ben Simmons stepping over Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yikes. So I'm going to have to get rid of that one. <laughs> yeah, that didn't age well. No, that aged very bad. You can burn Hold that, on, honestly. do you also have a Carson Wentz stepping over Dak Prescott? <laughs> Ooh, thank God, no. But my dad actually came to my room the other day with the Carson Wentz shirt. He's like, hey, like, do you want to make like, a cutoff out of this? And I was like, Throw that in the fucking garbage. <laughs> what about Jokic <laughs> stepping on top of Markeith Morris? <laughs> How about that? That'd be Sheamus a good one. with some NBA be humor. Well, because like that's the only entertaining thing I've seen in the NBA so far this year. Better not speak wow. out on it too much. Besides, oh, okay. Besides your Sixers, you better watch shit. out what you say. The Jokic brothers are on Twitter now, though. Yeah, oh, did one of them you. go to jail like today? The other what? one? Didn't no. he like strangle someone or Dude, something? That, that story's from like three years ago. Oh. Well, it was <laughs> circulating. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's a rough couple days. Rough two hours for the Jokic brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they can't figure out how to put an AVI on Twitter, and now they're getting arrested, and then they're <laughs> making yeah, threats. True. Well... I, I will say this. Today is uh, not 9-11, but it is uh, 11-9. <laughs> and I, uh, so 364 days of the year you could open up with, well, today is not 9-11. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we have to like mention, because as our listeners know, this is a very 9-11 oriented sports show. <laughs> which is, that's a, what, a niche, which, what a niche category. Which is bizarre. Called. And I never thought that Vince would say the word niche. Well, it's just you. That's I don't know how to say <laughs> I think you're actually correct. It's niche, but it's got the hey, little niche. accent over the E. It's one of the two. It's, it's it's niche. Ni- niche. Okay, niche. Okay, so this is why we need you on We got to educate this Northeast Philly right. kid. I, I could educate you on niche. I could educate you on 9-11, whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about... I don't think you can see who educates yeah. who on 9/11. I don't know if you could with give, all due respect. Hey, I don't know if you could give shame. Uh, hey, I, 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 I was actually alive for 9/11, oh, so I can that's tell you all about it. We so, all were. I was like, Vince might have been like one like years old. Thirty years old. I was two. I was watching Barney. You were two. I was 11 on 9/11. Jesus Christ, you are old. The South Tower. I told you. The South Tower was going down while I was singing like "I love you, you love me." We're a wow. All right, yeah, but here's how my insane infatuation, infatuation with 9/11, like how deep it is. Your dad's like, dude. I watched a two-hour YouTube documentary about a guy (laughs) named Mohammed Atta. 
who was yeah. one of the hijackers. And I was like, bro, it went through his life, like how like how he grew up, where he lived, like his his neighbors were interviewed. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, it was at that point where I was like, I, I got to take a 9-11 break. Because <laughs> and I'm- then at the end of the episode, they revealed that it was actually George Bush who did it. So. <laughs> exactly right. So since I'm talking to Naturally. two big 9-11 guys here, which is such well, a no, weird no, no. thing we, to we, say. All right. To put it, all right to, I'm yeah, not no, 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 a 9-11 supporter. Where, <laughs> where that title, please. No. Um, have you seen I don't, the, like, wish 9-11 happened so, more often. No, no. This went viral on Twitter a couple... Or, I, you know, tweets go viral every day. I saw one about a 9-11 documentary called The Woman Who Wasn't There. Did you yeah, ever... Was it all most women? Like, no, but... The, most women okay, were not there. So, no, there was a woman who claimed that she lost a, a husband as a firefighter during 9-11 and said she was supposed to be or was in one of the towers and she like became <laughs> the president of the 9-11 survivors like community her, hus- her husband was Steve Aranazizi from the league okay this guy knows really? a lot more about 9-11 no but her that's a joke was, that's no, a joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not that so Steve, Ran- Steve Aranazizi also <laughs> said he was there on 9-11 and he worked yeah. in the tower so, ah. so this woman not. see he's way more yeah. educated on 9-11 so, than we are so again that, my point still stands she, this woman <laughs> made up this whole persona that her husband died during 9-11 she was in the towers and escaped it, it came out she became the president of like the survivors group really she wasn't yeah. there she was in another country now this <laughs> Sounds like my type of woman. Like if, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah, you should hit her up, dude. I might hit stolen her up. valor. I might be like, hey, listen, stolen. you want to come Can on you the show? Steal valor from I know 9/11? that you made everything up about 9/11 and exploited a tragedy, but I'm a big 9/11 guys guy, and I like older women. <laughs> do, a, do a Frost Nixon interview where you just interview the 9/11 lady, dude. I <laughs> dude, I, I want to interview like anyone having to do with 9/11. So Bush. Uh, no, yes, Jerry. of course. Right. Wait, <laughs> I wish Bin Laden was still alive. I would get him on the show. Oh Wait, my god. god, clip that! I wish is Bin Laden. Phil- was alive. Is this a Philadelphia sports podcast or a nine eleven conspiracy <laughs> yes. podcast? Well, see, all the of the above. Here's the thing: it is the inverse of nine eleven, so we couldn't not like touch no, on it. No, if anything, this is the most Philly sports podcast ever because it just goes to show that Philly sports are so constantly so fr- it's so frustrating that it's pushed us to stop talking about them and talk more about nine eleven. Nine eleven is more relevant than most Philadelphia sports teams. I mean, they're your own about. personal 9-11s. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> every every night, just like when Joe, Ke- you know, Joakim Noah said uh, Derek Rose getting injured was like 9-11. Oh, my God. He said watching gold. him hit the floor was that's, like watching the towers collapse. That, that's hilarious, though. Like, I love that. I mean, that it was, was the opposite of that was the opposite of 9-11 for us. We were celebrating <laughs> between, yeah, between Noah and uh, the Keith, series. that was like the 4th yeah. of July for us. Between that comment and uh, Keith Pompey, people have just oh. been making incredible 9-11 comments the, the last couple Pompeii months. He, stuff, he's right? the one that... Yeah, he's the one that... He's the one that... Literally, the guy... I'm the guy. He's that guy. No, he's I saw guy. it on Twitter. I guess you're the guy. When, it, when it comes to yes. Keith, Pompe- Keith Pompey shit, he's the guy. He's uh, the Keith Pompey <laughs> 9-11 guy now. That's what you're known yeah. as. I'll tell you what. That, yeah. that was I, I also was the one who posted the Noah clip yep. on uh, yep. the yeah, low yeah, post on Twitter. You really are in tune with the 9-11 shit. He's a big Bill Simmons fan, too. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Bill's the king, though. Bill is Bill's the king because I've said this time and time again. Bill is closer to the average sports fan brain mm-hmm. than any professional podcaster, person on ESPN, anyone yeah. that is like claiming to have like knowledge. Like you can listen to a basketball podcast or a football podcast where they break down footage and they talk about like whatever. None of them will ever be. 
just like Rosillo and Simmons just literally comparing shit to like, uh, you remember when we were in college? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like fucking uh, Joella beats kind of like that girl in college <laughs> that like you're always chasing, but you can never really get with her. And like she would she would never hit you up and shit. And it, like none of it makes any sense. The average sports fan listens to that, and they're like, "That's yes, cold." This is, <laughs> that this that is, is literally exactly what I've vibe. always felt. <laughs> I do listen to Bill Simmons podcast from time to time when I'm at work and I'm fi- flying through my podcast. I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll throw on Bill I Simmons." Thought you were say, when I was uh, when I'm at work and Bill's I'm the fucked goat, up. Dude. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm at work drunk, I turn on. Bill I do it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it, it wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past you. But uh, oh, okay. We also talk about we also talk trying to get about you drinking. fired from your job. Uh, <laughs> they don't listen. Are you kidding me? They definitely don't listen. But um, there, there's something. <laughs> speaking now shitting his pants. Well, no, I'm not. While we're like talking about like funny conspiracies, I guess I want to immediately start this off. I need to get the Aaron Rodgers shit off my oh, chest. I okay. want I wanted to talk about this so bad. What happened? Oh, <laughs> what happened, Taylor? Aaron um, Rodgers is in the news for something else. <laughs> so, what, so, what's everyone's opinion on this? I mean, dude, he's an idiot. Dude, that's all. The way he handled it, the way the Packers handled it, which thank God it just came out what ten minutes ago that the Packers are getting fined three hundred k, and him, both Rodgers and Lazard are getting fined uh, fourteen thousand. So, I mean, wait, what did Lazard do? He, he also didn't he get was, vaccinated. He was the oh, same, really? same kind of situation as Rodgers. Yeah, oh, Alan Lazard was canceled. No I didn't kidding. even know wait, who he was two weeks ago. My but, favorite yeah. tweet. Wow. The only reason I knew yeah. what he was was because of fantasy last year with all of the course. fucking Packers. My favorite tweet was when uh, someone tweeted out like the clips from the Pat McAfee show, and oh. Aaron Rodgers basically said like, you know, I don't remember exactly the quote, but he said something to the extent of like, oh, everyone's coming to cancel me and Alan Lazard for not being uh, uh, vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. And someone quoted and said the whole world just found that Alan yep. Lazard is not vaccinated <laughs> because of this. Wow. Yep. That's, that's but yeah, crazy. no one had any idea. The whole world just found out who Alan Lazard is. Yeah, right. The majority. The majority of normal people have never heard yeah. that name in their life. <laughs> I mean, because I we're, did we're, because well, we're, we're sports sickos, yeah, so yes. we follow like, oh yeah, I know the third wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers, of course. <laughs> well, you don't like, come on. <laughs> well, to be fair, when Devante, I always have to be prepared for uh, Devante to like die or something, like because he's my big fantasy guy every year. So I have to know the wide receiving core of uh, the Packers every year. So that's, right, right. that's why you I must know have hated Jordy Nelson. Oh, yeah. I hated him. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's dude, terrible. Watching that that interview and watching McAfee try to keep it together, as oh Aaron Rodgers said, he Priceless. has consulted uh, medical people such as his good friend Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, wait, hold on, you're you're burying the lead here, though. <laughs> the WIP. This oh morning. my oh, god, yeah. <laughs> dude. <laughs> That was a joke. We live in the weirdest Is, possible was it timeline. Though, was it a joke? No, that poll was a fucking joke. Wait, explain what the poll was. Uh, WIP, Who do you trust more? As on, far as COVID. As far as COVID or something like that. It was uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, you know, the scientist. <laughs> or, Joe, or, Joe uh, or Joe Rogan. The self-proclaimed dumb man. Like, <laughs> here's the thing, dude. Like, that sums up WIP and sports and radio. And the vote was like, close. That's all I have to I'm say. I'm pretty sure uh, Rogan was leading at one point. <laughs> Dude, it was all like 60-year-old men. At one point, Rogan had 53%. That's all I know. (laughs) It's shit like that that has to make you stop and realize, like, dude, we live in the weirdest fucking world (laughs) ever. Like, nothing makes sense. Just accept it. None of this makes any sense. That's that's why I just accept all the absurdity and lean into it. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, like, all, that's you all you can do. Because uh, if you don't, you're just going to be upset and you'll be like, why are people listening to this podcaster <laughs> about 
what you should do about vaccinations. Former, former Fear Factor host Joe Rogan. Like, but that's like, what he is. Yeah. Like, he's the Fear Factor guy. So he, he must have no. You know, he probably encountered COVID at one point. Uh, in Fear Factor. Definitely, he ate some one raw of the bats, eggs or no, something. The raw bat or something. I don't mean <laughs> maybe Rogan created COVID all no, those years oh ago. God, well, the OG SARS. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's SARS true. was around during the era. That's true. Dude, during that Fear Factor, I don't era. even want to like shit on Rogan because I used to enjoy the guy, but like I feel like ever since COVID, he's went like cr- kind of crazy. No, I just I, well, he just he... sits in his house and takes drugs all day. Now. No, M yeah. works <laughs> out. M works out a lot. Oh well, yeah, which is too. cool. But yeah, <laughs> yeah both <laughs> things are. cool. That's why Rogan. Wait, hold on. Out. What was the second part? I didn't agree to that. Well, <laughs> it's not cool, but I, I mean, just, it... I just heard him say the drugs. Oh no, he said M works out all the time. Well, he works out all the time. I thought he said he. I thought he said he said the N-word, and I was no, like, oh, oh, I don't God, agree no. with that. But would that surprise? I mean, in private, that, that, I wouldn't be surprised. That wouldn't surprise but, me. But would not be shocked. No, nah, not at all. But he did have, like, a funny, like, stand-up career. Yeah, I don't even no. know if you want to call it a career. He's, he's, no, his stand-up's horrible. His podcast is way better than his stand-up. No, I, like, I like his stand-up when he was talking about, like, the, uh, the Iraqi war. I thought that shit was <laughs> funny as shit. Like so you was, just love violence. No, I love like <laughs> making fun of like things that people are afraid to make fun of. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> and I think Rogan does a good job at that. Like nobody else like so, That's true. The th- the thing that I so here like I always knew that Joe Rogan was like problematic and would do stupid shit and say stupid shit. But I used to listen to like specific episodes of his podcast. Exactly. Podcasts, oh, yeah, like, yeah, me too. On YouTube. Like if he had on Hamilton Morris, who talks about like the science behind drugs, or like yeah. the guy who he had like a mushroom scientist on one That, guy, yeah, yeah, that had, guy's his best yeah. guest by far. Now, yeah, Alex that guy Jones rocks. is, uh, let me tell oh, you. Yeah. The so, Alex yeah. Jones episodes of Joe Rogan are classic. Hysterical. I also I also thought the Elon Musk ones were pretty funny. And the Post Malone one was, oh, I was just about to say, the Post awesome. Malone, I usually, yeah, I listen to, like, his They were on Shrooms, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you guys yeah. see the, um, who the hell's the lead singer of Aerosmith? Steven, um, Tyler. Steven Tyler. That was like That's the your weird. Wheelhouse, Wait, dude. How did you not know I that? I hate Aerosmith. I hate like <laughs> hair bands like that. Wait, hair bands? Dude, they were 100% yeah, a hair band. At, at one do you hate Motley Crue too? Band. They were. No, you hate Motley Crue. Okay, hair band. Okay, listen. No, no, no. Uh, no, because they were around during the whole Bon Jovi weird hair band era. They were they were around <laughs> no, and they were making music. They were the 70s. Though. No, 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 no. No, listen. Just hear me out. I like the Dream On. I like the like all the all the hits. I like their hits. But like Janie's got a gun. That's a bizarre like that? thing. That's not hair band music. It's hair That's music, like, dude. What? <laughs> to me, to me. This Vince is so out of his bad. element right now. He has no idea what he's talking Okay, about. but that's not even the point. We'll get <laughs> I don't the... know what, and you guys might as well be speaking another language. Okay, we'll get into this in the third hour of the show. But what I want to talk <laughs> about, what I want to talk about right now is he had Steven Tyler on, and it was fucking bizarre. Steven Tyler literally had a notebook and was like trying to like hit on points that he wanted to talk to Joe about. But he couldn't understand his own handwriting. It was actually just Joe Rogan's grandmother. It was fucking bizarre. <laughs> and you could tell he was high as fuck. Well, now we know Aaron Rodgers is going to go on there at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah that's coming. That'll Definitely. be that'll be a Aaron Rodgers is going to run for president. Test. No, they're going to do a live test of ivermectin together. They're going to take it live on. Well, uh, Aaron Rodgers now has secured like, you know, he lost Jeopardy, but Fox News is is <laughs> right. Ready, is rearing I, think, ready to go. I think the GOP presidential <laughs> nomination is at his disposal right now. <laughs> You know what? My, With that party, anything. My favorite anything quote from the whole point. thing was um, basically one of his opening quotes where he said, I've seen to have found myself in the crosshairs of the woke mob. <laughs> like, I love I was when, fucking like, gold. Like, people like Rogers, like, they love making up shit. Like, 
like cancel culture and woke mob. They think if they just like bull- like literally Aaron Rodgers or anyone that thinks like that could walk outside, shoot someone, murder them, and be like the woke mob is coming for me. Absolutely. It's like <laughs> well, what do you mean? Well, it's kind of, that reminds me of remember when Trump said I could go outside on Fifth Avenue yeah. and shoot <laughs> and shoot someone and my poll yeah. numbers would still go up. It's true. Yeah. It's Trump 100%. Is That's the sad part. The reason why Trump is uncancelable is because he's funny. Yes. And mm-hmm. the, the, the thing is, in politics. That's that that is what got him elected ultimately. And and that is what has shifted the culture so much over the past five years, as we said, five year anniversary of him being elected, we said pre-show. But like everything since he has been elected has essentially just like broken my brain even further. <laughs> yes. That like I don't know whether something is like I actually enjoy it, or I'm just like ironically enjoying it because my brain has been poisoned for five. Well, years. that is so relatable. So, like we yeah. come on the show and we talk about shit that sh- that isn't normal at all. Yes. Like going on in, in politics, any, in any realm, or in anything. Normal. But a lot of like, the times it's politics, and it's like we should be like angry that this is a thing. Yeah. But it's like you know what, dude? Fuck it. You might as well laugh at it. I said a little earlier, like we live in the weirdest possible timeline, and like if you're a Marvel fan, like I feel yeah. like the moment that Trump got elected was like when the multiverse like broke. Apart part and we got <laughs> stuck yep. in one of the weirdest timelines spoilers possible. for anybody that watches loki we're um, we're like <laughs> we're stuck in like the worst one <laughs> yeah no literally well also in... the only movies that get made anymore are marvel movies <laughs> yes this is true <laughs> that's true and fast movies what and fast movies? oh my god <laughs> this is like not even a point of, like really i want to even talk about much but did you see the uh vin diesel's instagram post no, begging no. the rock to come back he be- so, oh, no. so, no. so he lost great, a- great promotion campaign so idea. vin diesel puts an instagram post with him and the rock which is hilarious because apparently they didn't even shoot most of these movies together yeah. so most yeah. likely the photo he shared is not even really of them together <laughs> but he opens it up by saying my little brother Dwayne." My oh, little yikes. brother. So I guess he's older, but Dwayne Johnson towers yeah, over Vin Diesel. Dwayne Johnson, uh, my little brother. But he goes on to say things like, you know, I promised like Paul that the be- that the tenth Fast and the Furious, the finale, would be the best. Like, uh, he you was, really said that before he died. You said the well, tenth one well, would be the dude, best. He was probably just, hammered or something. Here's, like, the in his bag. here's the thing, though. He's just trying to keep his family together. <laughs> just just, that's yeah. all that matters to him. No, but I just thought that that's was all funny. that matters to him. That was a very funny Instagram. Post. Very bizarre too. Somebody's got to take. Again, away from a him. weird timeline that we are living in where Vin Diesel is <laughs> like on Instagram we're, we're begging to rock Vin back. Diesel is still like making headlines with like social media posts. That that like shouldn't be a thing. But have you seen Lenny Dykstra's Twitter? Oh have you God. ever seen Lenny Dykstra's Twitter? I know Lenny Dykstra lost his mind like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, right? like, I mean, f- he's a great follower much, on Twitter. <laughs> pretty much everyone from the 1993 Phillies has just... Either died or uh, has lost their minds. His 9-11 jailbait tweet is a top five tweet ever. I don't know if I you, remember that one. Um, I forg- uh, What was it on the the 19th anniversary of 9-11, I guess it would be? He know. tweeted out... Uh, uh, something about how 9-11 was this many years ago. He's like, but just think, if you were born on that dreadful day, you're no longer jailbait anywhere in this country. <laughs> That's actually uh, it's a real tweet. <laughs> Leave it to nails, that fucking psycho. Yikes. Like, nails. That's one of like, the worst fucking tweets Dude, that's ever. fucking bizarre. I would love to to, yeah. to find it. Yeah, you're not going to be able to find it. But I'll tell you this. Lenny <laughs> oh, is no, a great follow it. on Twitter because he posts videos of himself like incoherently babbling about nothing. 
and it's gotta get crocky yeah. in there. Hilarious. So just we gotta to, get crocky in just there. Just to make too. sure I don't. Yes. I don't Honestly, sounds like my podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. no just to make sure I don't misquote the man, he tweeted hashtag nine eleven. Neither here nor there, but just think, if you were born on that terrible day, what? tonight is your last night of being jailbait in this country. Wow, it, as if like. Uh, <laughs> God, wait, guy that uses the term jailbait is already. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's a big red fucking well, flag. By the way, he also tweets every like month or week. I think it's every week about how many consecutive weeks he's not been arrested. <laughs> so, I mean, here, here's a guy what a that's. King. Here's a yeah, guy that's. Small like, victories. He's really got his life together. Big affirmation guy, I feel like, probably. Yeah. Oh, dude, I got to read his autobiography. <laughs> Daily I, affirmations? Yeah. Dude, Today, I didn't get arrested, once again. <laughs> I, I have to read this guy's autobiography. It, because apparently it's, the Phillies are mentioned like heavily. Well, obviously. I mean, <laughs> he played for them. Yeah, I know. I would like, think so, yeah. yeah he was, was probably on a lot of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of want to hear If you like, played baseball at any time before the year 1995, I just assume you were on cocaine all no, the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. like... I think Lenny in like a separate interview actually said it's the only way like anyone like got through the grind of a 162 <laughs> game schedule. I don't yeah, even know how they do it. They nowadays. have to be workhorses. Yeah, yeah it's a, like well nowadays they have like steroids. No, they have like well have, yeah. Just kidding. That was the best era of baseball. But uh, but the steroid era. Yeah, I mean don't yeah. even don't yeah, have actually, I I um went to my sister's graduation at Penn State two years ago, so 2019, mm-hmm. and uh the speaker. At the graduation was the person who broke the story that exposed all the steroid stuff, and I was oh like, "Cool, the guy who ruined baseball." Yeah, yeah, literally. literally. Wow, what? you should have booed him <laughs> yeah, off booed, stage. What was that? <laughs> off the Boo stage. this man! <laughs> what, was that the Mitchell yeah. report shit? Is that what that was? Um, no, uh, well, uh, yeah, he was in the Mitchell yeah, report yeah, yeah, yeah. because his he, he, a lot. He was from. He went to Penn State. He actually uh, it talked about like his first job was in the Philly suburbs of Monco near where I grew up. Okay. And uh, basically, yeah, he ruined a bunch of players' lives and no uh, also also ruined. Uh, I don't follow baseball anymore. It's boring to me. Thank you. But I it's I not. understand. <laughs> but- I understand why people like baseball. Like. It's like a pastime thing. It's just it puts it's me. It's not to a pastime. That, that it's among a sport. It's the reason like, why you guys fuck with the Sixers the whole steroid so thing. It's the like, same thing. The se- okay, what? It's the same that, thing. Bas- basketball has, especially modern basketball, has an incredibly like. I'll put it like this: my girlfriend and her friends will be like, "I don't like sports at all." I will watch a basketball game because there's always something happening. There's yeah, pace to it. Action. It's it, it, there's something it's like they can't watch football. They can't watch baseball because there's just too much downtime. And also, I mean, hockey, most people just don't care about. But hockey. Yeah. I, I will say this, like people always say baseball is boring and shit, which I totally get like where people are coming from, because I think that the pace is an issue. There's there's I think the games are like obviously too long at this point. Um, but I mean, dude, at the same time, NBA regular season is boring to me too, for the most part. It, it Have really, you watched the Sixers this yeah, year? No, no, no. I, I'm not outside of the Sixers. I'm no, just he, saying. he just this year got really heavy into the Sixers. I'm, I'm really proud of him. Yeah, so like I'm all for it because it's the Sixers and it's my team. But I'm just saying, right. reg, regular season basketball, similarly to Major League Baseball regular season, doesn't really matter. He if, all right, I'll just put it at like all. this. Last night. I stayed up until like 1 a.m. watching games because I'm a sicko and I yeah. do that all the time. Yep. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns hits a half court buzzer beater, banked it in to send it to overtime. Mm-hmm. The Lakers game comes down to the wire. 
the Sixers game was incredibly competitive considering the circumstances last night. Not every night is like that, but you're getting at least one or two competitive games almost every single night. Yeah. And if you just have league pass, you could just bounce around. Like that's I, I don't watch every single game of like teams that I don't follow. Other like obviously I watch every Sixers game. I'm actually recording in the middle of one right now, but I'll watch it later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but basically, like I find that you, if you just can sift through all the bullshit, you can always just check your phone and see whatever the the good game is. Like they apparently have league, they have they they have the red zone equivalent for the NBA, but like no one has it. Yeah, nobody like, has no one pays it. for it. No, I just use League Pass and just bounce around. No, yeah. I mean I'm the same way with with baseball, honestly. Like, like I I'm the exact same way. I guess mm-hmm. it's just a biased thing, but like in my opinion, like ba- basketball is just an inherently more entertaining sport. That's also an opinion. Also, uh, right, real sure. quick, side it note, is. Tyrese Maxey has 27 points right now. Hey, spoiler He's a bucket alert. and a problem. He's four of eight from three, which I will take. I you don't understand my heart. My heart is so invested in Tyrese Maxey. Oh, I was you, because I have a feeling that they're going to trade this kid. I, I really they will. Do. I mean, I mean, Probably. realistically, unless Ben Simmons can net a return that will get the Sixers an All Star or Superstar level player, which doesn't seem very realistic, without including Tyrese Maxey, he yeah. probably will be traded. That's what I mean. But, it's... but he was my number one guy going into the draft, and right. he fell to us at twenty one. So that it's was like, absurd, just to begin with. yeah, I, I, it's insane. I mean, it's. NBA teams are dumb. Pretty much every sport has dumb GMs, like the NFL, the NBA, whatever. The NBA buys so much into the idea of what a player can be instead of just drafting people who are good at basketball. Mm -hmm. That guys like Tyrese Maxey fall in the draft every year. Desmond Bain was another guy I love going into the draft. He's a fantastic role player already. Like these teams, these GMs, they overthink it every single year. I could have told you how many guys from this draft were going to be solid NBA players and they're already proving that in the NBA. I don't know what's up with, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's incompetence with the GMs. I think you said it correctly in that they overthink everything yeah. about a, about they a do. player. So I also, mean, every team is different. <clears throat> so like, for example, the Oklahoma city thunder are doing the process Sixers thing. Yeah. where like, they're just going to take upside swings. They're not going to take Desmond Bain. Or they probably won't even take a guy like even I mean Maxi has more upside, so that might not be the great greatest comp, but like Chris Duarte, who's mm-hmm. 24 years old, and he's already a good NBA player. He was plugged into the Pacers and like he was like the 15th pick in the draft. Good player. He has no value on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. They're gonna take Pokashevsky, they're gonna take Trey Mann, they're gonna take these guys that have like sk- a skill set that you could build. And hopefully in four to five years from now, they can be all-star level players, sub-all-star level players. Getting a role player for those teams means nothing. So a lot mm-hmm. of the times it's just circumstance. Like, the Giannis fell to 15. Yeah. But it was because he was a total upside swing. Like, if Giannis doesn't grow and get bigger and, like, just work like an insane person, he's not an NBA player. Yeah, and he, 100%. I mean, he look at his brothers. He, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Oh, those are prime examples. Yeah, so it, he turned into, like, this superstar because teams were willing to take risks and chance. And, like, Kelly Olynyk was taking the pick before him by the Boston Celtics. And he's a good NBA player. I know that a lot of people like to shit on him. But, I like, just he's can't stand solid. because he's ugly. That's literally the only oh, thing yeah, I that's, like uh, also, that's yeah. Nice. He's just he's no, so I, ugly, he makes me mad. Yeah, yeah as, <laughs> as 
as Bill Simmons would say, a shamit face. <laughs> so like, like shamit. Fe- their theory was that shamit fell in the draft because he was ugly. Yeah, oh, I, I don't. Incredible. I don't buy that. But whatever. No, he's also just not very good. Yeah, I mean, like he's yeah. fine, fine bench player. But like, just yeah, it's crazy how he just keeps bouncing. A limited upside teams. player. Yeah, I know. Uh, contending teams seem to really like him, but yeah, for some uh, odd reason. not enough to pay him. No, yeah, right. <laughs> he's there for a year, and then he's like, "Oh, okay, see." You. But uh, no, he, he actually just signed a contract that's double the amount of money of Furkan Korkmaz. Yeah, and Furkan Korkmaz is a significantly better NBA player oh, than yeah. Landry mm-hmm. Shamit by far. Mm-hmm. Right. Way more proven too, honestly. If you ask me, like at this point, yeah, because I mean, you see Furkan in the playoffs a couple of years; like he's actually been semi decent in the playoffs. Like, and, was, and the thing with Furkan is like he gets better every single yes. year. Like he comes back with something. Every year, like this year, his dribble drive game has been fucking amazing. He's phenomenal. And like he's he's it's, he's a different player compared to last year. He's like, like he's, I said, he's like a poor man's Luka Doncic, but that's still like a top one hundred and twenty five player in the NBA. Yeah, because yeah, Luka Doncic is like a top seven player in the NBA. Easily, easily. Yeah, no, I mean Furkan is just like just seeing him put in the work and actually get better, unlike another player on this team, um, has been <laughs> oh, fucking phenomenal. There it is. There's because Tyrese yeah. Maxey. <laughs> Tyrese Throwing shade at work, Tyrese. Bro, come on. They had yeah, banned him from the gym the other day. Well, I know, dude. But Danny Green literally walked in and was like, "Dude, go home. You've been like, you got like two hours of sleep last night. Like, yeah. go home and sleep." Yeah, please. you know what? Yeah, Philly guy, called, total Philly yeah. guy. It's true. <laughs> it's it's one hundred percent true. I, I said a year ago that Maxi is live, laugh, love Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, I remember that's that, yeah. the best. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Butler is a psychotic. Like, to me, the whole bit with <laughs> him, like, yeah, his yeah. whole act is just so fucking tiresome. Yeah. He's, but, he's like, I work hard, but I'm going to be a complete asshole about it. Yeah. Yes. He's, yeah, exactly. He's and also, very I'm going to. I'm gonna tell the security guard to hold me back when uh, the whole team is on the other team uh, on, the, yeah. on the sideline, and yeah, like the whole Jimmy Butler thing, like he's insufferable to me. But like Maxi is like the chaotic good version of Jimmy yes. Butler. Like yeah. he's like the the pure soul Jimmy Butler. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and Jimmy Butler's just been doing that shit for so long at this point. It's like, all right, dude, we it's get so it. tiresome. Like, we fucking his get whole it. Like, get spiel is old. The whole heat culture thing makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny though, especially with the Haslam uh, fantasy shit today. <laughs> the, the fan fiction that they were writing, like he's fucking John Wick. <laughs> I was losing my shit just like scrolling through like every other tweet last night and this morning both, was just about you. Both Haslam. sides of that argument have been driving me crazy. It's so funny. Why does everybody act like Jokic's brothers? Are like <laughs> MMA stars because they're tall and Serbian. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty. Inti- they're pretty intimidating. Yeah, they're fucking gay. I mean, like, I'm not saying up, they're they grew not. up in Serbia during the Baltic War. Yeah, like, from I mean, a war. I'm not saying country. they're not. Yeah, like, but I doubt like six. Vince, how we tall know is Marcus you can Morris? beat the fuck out of both. Marcus Morris yeah. is probably like six foot. What six foot like seven? Six, seven. Yeah. I doubt he's hey, fucking scared look. of them. The Morris twins grew up in North Philly. Yeah, the they're fucking. They're they're not fake tough guys. Like I don't. Like, like they're Marcus not Jimmy is tougher. Butler. I think Marcus is tougher personally, but I'm just, just saying <laughs> to us, those guys look He's scary to other six foot eight NBA players that are athletic freaks. They're probably not that scared of Jokic's brothers. I think they're more scared also, of somebody just because you're big doesn't, mean you, doesn't mean you can fight. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I tell right. that to Taylor time but also you got, time again. Th- so that side sucks. Then you got the Heat side where they're all like, <laughs> like you said, writing fanfics about like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, when the, the ref throws the ball up and we ignore yeah. the ball and they start fighting. It's like, this isn't hockey. No, I think I think the the best ones were uh, the fan fictions about the just them just kissing. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did see someone. I did see someone had that. It on. started going crazy because du- I know Duani tweeted it. Yeah, that's and, yeah, that's it. And then after she tweeted, I saw like ten others just immediately, like literally like five minutes after hers that were just like, "Oh my god, it'd be so awesome if Udonis Haslam went up, didn't even go for the tip, and just started making out with Nicole." Yoke. I mean, and I was like, someone he'd have to get on his tippy toes, right? Like, <laughs> someone commented, "What the fuck is Kyle Lowry gonna do? Start twerking?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking gold. Do you guys remember the Sixers game last year where they uh, threw Udonis Haslam into the game literally yeah. yes. To, yes. to commit battery against <laughs> Dwight Howard? Oh, yeah. Yes, literally. It was like, wasn't that it was his last game or something in? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was so his last game in the building. He didn't. He didn't play any games before I know. that. Yeah, I know. That yeah, was literally, literally just, the first. If you ask me, yeah. if you ask me, the NBA should make. Uh, one extra roster spot for that guy. <laughs> that guy that always just comes in Mike to commit Scott. assault. Literally, we Mike can Scott. bring Mike Scott back. Exactly, exactly. Like just, the Hive can have something to celebrate again. Just keep, you know, Udonis <laughs> Haslam around for as long as he wants to play on the Heat. And you know, whenever you feel like a guy needs to get fucked up, you put Udonis <laughs> in, and then like everyone on the court gets a little on edge because they know that means someone <laughs> is about to get fucked up. Somebody's catching an elbow. Yeah, like, you know it. <laughs> and you might know it. Liberal Vince advocating it's for happening. violence. In it's the happening. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, how uh, how uncharacteristic of me. That's so very uncharacteristic of you, dude. You don't advocate violence. You're all peace, love, and understanding. Dude, I don't know. He's got the guns out tonight. Yeah, he do- he's got that Sherwin <laughs> Williams not a plug. I'm uh, just waiting Sherwin for Williams drip. Yeah, yeah. that Sherwin love drip. Love the Sherwin merch. I'm waiting for the nip slip. I want to I wanna change I'm keeping my nips t- tightly <laughs> Oh, you missed it when he first took his uh, <laughs> took his uh, hoodie off. All right, now you guys are writing fanfic about me. No, oh, I of course s- we are. I saw some nip. I saw some nip. That's so not bad. The By the way, Sixers, Sixers, Sixers up two yep. going into the third quarter uh, or end of the third quarter. Yes. Tyrese Maxey has 27 points right now. Yep. 27, four of it from three, 11 there and 19 overall. Like fucking Let's get it. I want to see how many turnovers he has. He's from three now. Yes, I know. That? I know. I want to see how many turnovers he has. He only has zero turnovers. Oh, so he's he doesn't keeping, turn the ball over. He literally does. He's only had. He's okay. So the last three games that he's played in, he's played like 165 minutes, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. something An insane. Absurd and he has two turnovers. Yeah. and it's, twenty. It's I think nuts. what was it? Twenty four assists. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, like hey, he's he's a, he, he's been playing out his mind. He knows what the to thing do with about Maxi is like his scoring gravity. If he can figure out that pull up game, which he's much more comfortable shooting off off the dribble than yes. he is off the catch, mm-hmm. which. Kind of makes him a weird fit with Joel Embiid, yeah. Because ultimately, you want to run your post, you want to roast, run your offense through your best player. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is your best player, but you're you're hoping that Maxi can grow into that secondary creator that can run the offense from the perimeter because that's what we've been starved of in the playoffs. And basically, if Maxi can have that, he has an elite floater package. He's elite at the rim. He's already like I don't think people realize how good of a driver yeah. that Tyrese Maxey is. Like he's got hops too. People don't realize how oh, hops yet. Like he's he's nuts. He, he can get he, up. He's and his athleticism is weird because it's like he's not like Dame where he has like that like explosive step back like ability to create like separation, but mm-hmm. like he 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 has a lot of burst off the dribble. Yeah. He can get to the rim and finish in insane ways. And like if you were to take his driving numbers from last year and spread them out over like 36 minutes, which is usually per 36 yeah. shit that people do, like his comps were Zach Levine Bradley Beal, 
Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. and then literally like the one player who was not an all-star in there is Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. And Eric Gordon is I would take an Aaron Gordon player. Eric, Eric Gordon, Eric. not not Eric. No, 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 I, I meant to say Eric. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry for fucking <laughs> Eric, up. You know, no, I would take I Eric Gordon think, now. Eric Gordon's a good player. I think that he's one of the more underrated players in the NBA. He was a very good role player on those Rockets teams with Chris Paul and James Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they didn't hate us, it, it could it could be a possibility. <laughs> I mean, if we're, but, if we're but people don't realize just... that he, yeah, exactly. If he didn't <laughs> fucking hate Daryl Morey's yeah. guts, but uh, he's one of the more elite drivers in the NBA, despite not being a star. So like. Maxi's potential is essentially based on how does that pull up jumper develop and how does he read the court because it's something that he's gotten better at yeah but and obviously displayed by the assist to turnover ratio but like learning how to work off of his scoring gravity and not trying to get buckets every single possession and make sure that the ball is moving when the defense is rotating and you can essentially just you know get open shots for teammates yeah we need to get him in the gym with Toby because Toby's Toby's pretty much mastered that mid-range game like he'll, he'll what's what's funny is that like t- like Tobias I, I I like I like Tobias in general mm-hmm. I I think that he's gotten better with the ball stopping like when when you swing the ball around yeah. but like one of the reasons why the Sixers have looked so good without the half court offense specifically is when you have Ben Simmons and when you have Tobias Harris like those guys have always been ball dominant guys throughout their career. Yes where ideally you'd only have one ball-dominant player in the half court, and it would be Joel Embiid or a perimeter scorer. So mm-hmm. I think once Tobias comes back that they should try to split up Joel and Tobias as much as possible like they used to do with Ben. And uh, and Embiid, it just get to the point where like you have one guy in the half court that can kind of run the offense. Yeah. And basically have everyone work off of them. So like if they are ball stopping, it's it's because they can get into their mid range game. It's because they can get to the hoop, like, like shit that, that kind of comes more naturally to them. Mm-hmm. And also oh, another, another player I wanted to touch on with the Sixers is shake. Cause shake has actually been shake. Since, down his, return, since his return, yeah. he's been great. He's got 19. Hooper tonight. shake is back. Yeah. <laughs> fucking thank God. Like <laughs> I didn't think we were going to come. I didn't think we were going to see him again after last year. Like he I just know. broke down. Except for the one game against the Fal- against the uh, the Falcons, the Falcons. Yeah, I almost said the Falcons. Yes, the Atlanta. Remember Falcons? when the yeah, Sixers played the Falcons game, last season? <laughs> game seven. But, uh, still should have um, been you guys, more, you guys been... are not old enough to remember this, but when when the uh, Falcons and the Eagles played in the playoffs when I was thirteen or fourteen, uh, Dick Stockton was the color guy mm. and, or play by play guy. And his brain died in like 1994. Oh yeah, and this was like 2003. And yeah. he the entire game called the Falcons the Atlanta Hawks. No, he did oh not. Oh my god, that's wow! Fantastic. The I, entire I actually, game. Yeah, I, I can believe that about Stockton. I vaguely remember yeah. that. That's quite a callback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a ridiculous, stupid memory that just remembers a lot of things I shouldn't. But yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. But the no, the one game it was a uh, game game two where he had 26 points and basically won them the game. Because I remember yeah. I, was, I was at that game, and I was just, like, out of my mind going crazy. I was like, oh, my God, we have Shake Milton back. Like, we're going to win this fucking series. Like, I'm sitting in Section 221, like, losing my mind, shotgunning beers. Like, I, I was... Oh, you were drinking at that game? I was going insane no. at that game. <laughs> no I was like, I quite literally cavemaned a 24-ounce beer off of my head. A 24-ounce <laughs> beer that cost him $37.04. Yes. And, and I poured it all over me. What a value. Sprayed. 
Everybody was loving it. There was actually a Hawks guy sitting two seats down for me that was cracking up and loving every second of it, wow. even though we were like demolishing them. Yeah. And then he got well, the he last was... laugh in the end. But, you know, yeah. um, but no, like I saw that and I was like, oh, we have shake back. The series is in the bag. And, you know, <laughs> so the thing with shake is like he's kind of similar to Tobias in that he gets in his own head a lot. I yeah. feel like when, yeah. when shake can get downhill, get to his spots in the mid range, can make quick decisions. He's an incredibly effective player. Mm. Tobias and Shake are very similar in that they let their shooting streaks affect their mentality. Yes. And if you watch Shake last year, you could tell he was getting in his own head because he would dribble off his foot and then he would do like a take foul and he would get like frustrated and like it would just affect him for the rest of the game. Tobias in game seven, perfect example of mm-hmm. like where you could feel the nervousness on him. Yeah. And it, it, it just like basically affects every part of their game. But the one thing I got to give Doc credit for is is the fact that like he basically always keeps guys ready, like like motivated. Like one of the things in, in that playoff series was when Shake fell out of the rotation. He said, we're going to need you at some point. Yeah. And when you get in there, like don't have any fear. Just play play your game, and it w- ended up winning us a game, but we obviously <laughs> lost the series. Yeah, but Maxi won us Game Six, arguably too. Yes, that is. Extremely I still true. think we lost that series in part to the fact that George Hill was playing way more minutes than Shake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, George his, Hill was maybe getting, getting his cardio out th- there. I mean, the the <laughs> the margin for error in that series was so fucking thin. Yes, yeah, that like. Maybe if you play Dwight five less minutes game and we don't bleed points every single time and you just try to go with the small ball thing and outscore them and you could run through a hundred different scenarios. The Sixers win that series nine times out of ten. Yep. We just happen to live in the timeline where everything went wrong and you could blame the coach. You could blame the players. You could blame pretty much everyone but Joel Embiid other than the second half that he had yes. in game four, which kind of led Atlanta back into the series. Yeah. But that's just shooting. And I don't really like, I, I'm not like a guy that like, Oh, you went seven for 21 that you're trash. Like that yeah. happens to literally the greatest players of all time. Kobe, I mean, Kobe Bryant. Right now. Yeah. Like Kobe right Bryant did that. Yeah, exactly. Like Kobe, Kobe would do that. Like every finals Kobe, and it didn't yeah. stop him from continuing to be engaged. Kobe's got the, just, most, like, the most missed field goals ever. I'm pretty sure. Right. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I think mean, Kobe's Kobe was a total chucker. Yeah. My my favorite. Also, he played in a more inefficient era, slower yeah. pace. My like, favorite quote didn't... ever in basketball was from uh, Dion Waiters when he said, "I'd rather go 0 for 33 than 0 for 9 because if you go 0 for 9, it means you lost confidence. You stop yeah. shooting." That, that's right. That's true. So, Dion Waiters, don't say he contributed nothing. What a great quote. That's about the only yeah. positive Pure thing he's. Well, that and the funny story of when he took edibles on the plane and like skits out. <laughs> so, I mean, he contributed that also. He would be a good guest <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah, Philly yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah I'll, go, I'll, I'll, go get him. Go get him, Shane. Let, let me tweet yeah. him real quick. Um, <laughs> is he on Twitter? But, um, <laughs> no, it's, no it's, but uh, with, uh, with Embiid a little bit, uh, the one thing I kind of want to see out of him, and I, I'm seeing less of it this year, I feel like is like the hero ball complex because like that that probably was like my biggest gripe with him in that atlanta series was just the hero ball and i know yeah, we don't felt want to like he had it, to take the series into his hand yeah especially when you have a, a star opposite you that <laughs> uh isn't shooting in the fourth quarter and isn't yeah really doing I mean, anything the bad thing it's been yeah, it's, it's talked about a million times. It's a dead horse that's been dug up and then dug up again and then reburied and dug up again and then we just right. keep kicking it. So, but, And I uh, do think that like 
I mean, reactionary fans, mm-hmm. NBA fans, Philly fans are going to say that Ben is like a neutral player, a negative player, whatever. In the regular season, he's a very good player. Yes. Like regardless of what, like, like I don't think he's like a superstar. I think he's a very top. 35 player in the NBA, a valuable player that has contributed to winning for years. And Mm -hmm. there is a team out there, Sacramento Kings level, Minnesota Timberwolves, that will eventually get to the point where they will pay up for a player like him just to get back to the eight seed or the play-in or whatever it is. But ultimately, it's going to be really hard to figure out how you can fit Ben into a championship team just because his flaws... He's kind of like the opposite of DeMar DeRozan, although mm-hmm. DeMar's gotten a lot better over the years with his game. But he's essentially like the opposite in that, like, DeMar would just keep shooting and trying to create his own offense, and it would destroy your team. Ben just loses all the confidence and doesn't want to, and in the biggest moment, shrinks and fucks up your whole chemistry, the yeah. ball movement, everything, the spacing, like... <laughs> It's going to be really hard to figure out where Ben Simmons can contribute to like a championship level team, but ideally he would be your third or fourth best player. But yeah, how soon do you think this whole thing's going to be resolved? As soon as Jalen like, Brown like, wants out, like what do you th- like? What do you think is going to happen? Like, like, and how uh, how, it, how long I, do I have to wait? Like, do I have to read about Simmons I, still being involved with the Sixers? I mean, as annoying as it is, if you watch the Sixers right now and you say we're a Malik Beasley away then you're insane. Right. <laughs> so the players that are on the table right now, there's only been one player that's ever been rumored for Ben Simmons that was actually a realistic target that I think could maybe contribute to championship basketball, and that's C.J. McCollum. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like those talks were dead from the jump because every team doesn't want to deal with the Portland Trailblazers right now because if Dame is not 100%, you hear you, you see all these leaks over the past week or two where Dame talks about like he's loyal, like he cheated on his girlfriend or some shit. Oh yeah. (laughs) Basically all of those, in my opinion, are like leverage from the trailblazers trying to say, Hey, can we maybe get someone else in a trade? If we trade Nurkic or we trade CJ McCollum or whatever it is, because no one will deal with us right now because they think that Dame could potentially be available. Yeah. So, Basically, they're trying to say, like, no, Dame's here. Like, Dame is staying here. He wants to win a title here. Will you do a CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons trade? And what it comes down to is the Sixers aren't desperate right now. Like, the Sixers are competing. They're missing four starters. And and they're competing with. with, And they're they're up one of the Bucs right now. (laughs) And, like, that's the thing is, like, the Bucs are the defending champions. And, yes, they're missing guys, too. But, like,. The Sixers, Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers have created a team that is so competitive. Even they're just so deep. Like they're like Paul Reed is the twelfth man, yeah, and he's pretty solid. Yeah, like, Paul, baby, he can do some things. Yeah, I know. Like, and he's 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 like a living, breathing thing that will just be there. He will block shots. He will grab you rebounds. He will occasionally lay one back up. Like that is perfectly fine by me. Yeah, and I think eventually. Well, what is really frustrating to me, and I'm not saying that we would be championship contenders with Ben Simmons back, mm-hmm. but it does seem like this team is specifically built around Simmons and Bede so well Yes, that like, if you were to split them up, the problem is that when you get to the playoffs, you can't split them up. Yeah. Like you it, need them both like, there. 
and Ben can't play with a uh, a, a normal center like Ben. Like Ben with Andre Drummond would be a struggle. I don't think yes. it would be as bad as Ben with Dwight, but like. <laughs> <laughs> ultimately what it comes down to is Daryl Morey isn't making a move unless he thinks it helps their championship odds. Mm-hmm. I would guess it's done by the trade deadline, but it's also possible that like Ben just eventually comes back and like they try to just like compete this year and then go from there. I don't think he's going to waste one of the prime years of Joel Embiid's career, yeah. but yeah, I, I think can't see wait to the last possible second. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think anything's getting done before the deadline anytime soon. Yeah. I don't think so. But the thing is, December 15th, a lot more guys can be traded. Yeah. January, a lot more guys can That's be true. traded. That's true. So it could get to the point where the Sixers make maybe some, like, they kind of give in a little bit. But I don't think you're going to see this roster without another at least contending all-star level player Yeah. by the end of the year if, if they give up Ben Simmons. Yeah. And it's a tough. It's tough. I don't know. It's. I, I, just, you, I, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot. Would you do an overpay for Jalen Brown? So what if the Celtics came to you and they said, "We want Ben Simmons. We want Tyrese Maxey. We want Seth Curry, and we want picks." No. Oh no. No. Nah. Not doing that. Okay. No, so no, that no. that is what the reality of what the situation is. Yeah. Is that they know the Sixers have no leverage. Because Ben Simmons doesn't even want to play for the team right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So any team that engages with them is going to try to fleece the Sixers. Oh yeah. Yep. Which yeah. I mean, I'll but- be honest. I would. I would consider doing that. I. I think that people are underestimating how dominant the Sixers can be with a perimeter player. Even just like I don't even think Jalen Brown's like that great. Yeah. But like as a secondary guy. I think he would be. He would be pretty I, I think it would be incredibly good. I yeah. think that working off of Joel Embiid, I think, and also I think people underestimate how many more years Joel Embiid has left as the player that he is. Oh, I totally agree with that. My my thing there is honestly the the thing that breaks my back a little bit there is Seth, because just seeing how well he's played, especially he's just upped his game even more, especially at the end of the playoffs, and then now. Um, yeah, he's very good. Really, he's arguably the arguably the second best player on the team. Yeah, that that that's what really breaks my back. There is like I really do not want to give Seth up. I also just bought his jersey today, so that's a little bit biased <laughs> for me. But so he's got a bias. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, uh, no. So I, that that would really I think break my back there. If I I'm gonna be honest, <sighs> Maxi and Ben probably. Maxi I mean, Ben yeah, and picks I mean, probably. Think about it like this. I like Jason Tatum. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be the champ- best player on a championship team this year. Yeah. Maybe in two or three years. Yeah. But you can't really worry about that shit when you're trying to contend in Joel Embiid's prime. Yeah. And if, you know, Jalen Brown's one of those guys that might be a little bit overrated in general mm-hmm. just because I think people like bucket getters. Yeah. And he's a bucket getter. Like he scores on all three levels. He's an incredibly athletic guy, very good shooter, whatever. But, the one time that Joel Embiid had a guy that was even remotely similar to him, they took the world champions to game seven and lost on a buzzer beater. So that's true. You have to at least consider it. Think about how good Daryl Morey is at filling in gaps on teams. Yeah. Yeah. Like making the most out of minimum deals. Yeah. Making the most out of MLE deals, getting Furkan Korkmaz for $5 million Yang. a year. looks like it. Yang, Yang. Yang. Yang, Yang, Yang. I, wanted, yeah, exactly. I was going to ask, I need to know when the statue's going up of him. <laughs> oh, dude. As, as soon as possible. Yang? <laughs> yeah. Love him. Real, real quick. I just saw a stat on the uh, Sixers broadcast. 
Paul Reed is having Giannis go four for 11 on shooting. How about that? He's been awesome, man. He has. I mean, both him and Bassey had blocks on, on Giannis tonight. And I was like, out of my mind, like, excuse me, Charles Bassey, who has played all of two minutes this entire year, right. is in this game. The Sixers scouting staff, man. The Sixers scouting staff is really fucking good. They need like, a gold like, medal, like a gold star, like, big seriously. gold star. And that's <laughs> they're incredibly good at finding those end of the first yeah. round. They need to come round uh, help out the Philadelphia Philly scouting department. And that's all I have to say <laughs> because we are in desperate need of that. Yeah, you don't. We don't have a farm system there. That's true. No, I find it. We crazy. need a farm system. Like, it's first. crazy we can even say that now because I feel like for a while, like the outside of. Outside of Joel, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. When you look back at some of those draft picks during the process, it's like, Ugh. yeah, like, yeah. like obviously no, now. A lot of the guys. Okay, the two thousand fourteen draft was legitimately. If if Jokic doesn't go in the second round, you look back at that draft and you go, holy fucking shit, they nailed this draft. Yeah, like I mean, think about you got Embiid, you got Saric, you got uh, in the second round, you got Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. undrafted, you got Christian Wood. Um, and then there was at least one other. I know KJ McDaniels that draft too, and he didn't work out. But there, there were some other. There's one more player I'm forgetting. But but oh, uh, Mitchich, who who never came over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like the Euro League MVP two times, and mm-hmm. like is clearly an NBA player. We traded him in the Al Horford Danny Green trade. Yep. But but ultimately, what the Sixers did like Rashawn Holmes they got in 2015 in the second round like he's a very good NBA player Mm -hmm. like they actually nailed some of the later picks more so than the early picks like that's kind of been their thing like even Landry Shamit's a win where they got him like if they just don't trade Michael Bridges or they get Shea Gilgis Alexander Mm -hmm. the 2018 draft looks way way better I mean you got Shake Milton in the second round like like they've pretty much nailed everything except for Zaire and Fultz. Yeah, yeah. And the Fultz thing and the Zaire thing were just weird fucking outliers. Yeah, definitely for like, Fultz. Definitely for Fultz because like that was I like mean, he was Zaire a clear number one. Died. That too. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, for, like, with Fultz, he just I, had so I much never like. Yeah, yeah. That's a th- well. Fultz was the clear number one pick. Yeah. If if you didn't have the information that the Sixers front office had, yeah. which was that he couldn't shoot and he was nervous in workouts and couldn't do anything. But but as, as fans, it was a no-brainer. Like, mm-hmm. you talk to people about that draft, there was no other guy that was even in the conversation yeah. for the number one pick. Yep. Like, it wasn't like, oh, Lonzo could go one or Tatum could go one. No, it was Fultz well, and everyone else. Apparently, yeah. Danny Ainge was the only man that had that. <laughs> that, had that well, crap. because Danny Ainge worked him out mm-hmm. and said – this guy is crumbling in a workout and he can't shoot free throws because he's nervous and he has a hitch in his shot and every other team didn't work him out because they didn't have the number one pick. And they said, we're only working out for the teams that have the number one pick. So the Sixers worked him out after this, Mm. after they got the number one pick, Mm -hmm. they work him out. He does the same thing. He was a disaster in the workout. Yeah. And can't shoot all that shit. But they were like, we traded up to the number one pick to get this fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what are we going to go do? Take someone that we're not crazy about? Like, it would be a PR disaster. And that era cared way too much about what people thought yep. to <laughs> do that. That's the problem is, like, the, like, like they hated Hinky for trading MCW. There was a whole laundry list of things that they, like, they didn't trade Jaleel Okafor for a first-round pick. 
because they thought it would be a bad luck because they drafted him a year and a half before. And that's why they didn't draft uh, Chris Stapps. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Um, real quick score update. 31 points for they're Tyrese Maxey. What? Oh, love uh, No, no, they're down two now. They're down two. Or unless oh, I ahead. just saw Maxi. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. uh, I watch it on YouTube TV and in, in oh, over go. here, so I'm a little bit behind. <laughs> the championship hangover for the Bucks is very, it's very real. I mean, to be it fair, tonight, real, yeah. tonight's a little rougher because they have yeah. they don't have Same. Middleton, they don't have Lopez. Yeah, Middleton's been out for a while yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, like, how how can you be motivated for a game in November down like three of your rotation guys? <laughs> When and, you just won the fucking title, like yeah, four yeah. months before, and like, your off season I mean, was some two months, yeah, yeah, and, and, half and maybe. Two, three of your guys <laughs> played in the Olympics. That's true. I forgot about that part too. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I, I think Sixers might pull this out. Might, might, might pull this out. Really hoping they do. It's going to be frustrating when like you constantly score. We're watching like, for the next couple in November. For the next couple for, games, while Tobias and Joel are out, like you're like obviously this team has fight, so it seems like they're going to compete with these teams no matter how good they are. And it's going to be frustrating when like I'm I'm obviously not trying to be pessimistic here. Like if we lose this, like you lose all these games, yeah. even though they're close, and like you don't want to be mad, but at the same time you're like, damn. Like, yeah, you're so yeah. disappointed. You know what I mean? Like you want to be mad, but then you're like, you can't. I guess be mad. Yeah, you want to steal a few. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, especially and ultimately, it won't matter. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't think that teams care enough about the regular season now that, like, by the end of the I, – I said coming into the year that I thought the Atlanta Hawks would be better than they've been because they have a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. Well, the Sixers have a lot of depth, and that can prove to be – especially when you have a superstar – can prove to be incredibly important for seeding in the regular season. And, like, if Embiid comes back and plays, like, Embiid of last year, yeah, this team could be a fucking buzzsaw. Yeah. I'm really hoping that he doesn't have any of the setbacks Curry had last year or Tatum had last year, especially when they had COVID bad. I'm yeah, really I mean, knowing, knowing his history with injuries and yeah. all that shit and the stomach Dude. issues, like, I don't feel great about it. I know. Speaking of uh, Steph, this is like a little bit of a topic switch, I guess. Not really, but the fucking Warriors have been great. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, I mean, they're just, I don't even want to see what happens when Clay comes back. I was going to say, for my <laughs> fantasy team's sake, I hope Clay comes back soon. <laughs> and Joel, too. And Joel too. My fucking, I was telling you before the show started yeah. that, my fucking, fa- I have one fantasy basketball team just for the, the fuck of it. And my team is like a fucking hospital wing. I got Embiid. <laughs> I got Michael Porter Jr. I got fucking uh, Clay Zion. <laughs> They're all out. And only one IR. But spot. let me not rant <laughs> about. To be fair, yeah. you drafted Clay Thompson well, and I, Zion yeah. Williams. <laughs> I knew Clay was going to be out. That's Zion's why I put him right in the fat, IR. Fat. Yes, yeah, Zion. Babbling is, weirdo. <laughs> Zion doesn't make any sense. Interesting he, take. He's fat. I, I just don't like. He's fat him. and he's undersized in his position. Yet he completely dominates. Yeah. Yes. Well, when he's healthy. Yeah. It's. It's. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. You said like somebody talking about Joel and Bead like four well, years ago. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, twenty nineteen. The Joel was been. never this fat. No, Zion is big. No, no, no. Zion, Zion's they knees probably are going to explode. Yeah, I don't even know. Though. He's going to need bionic knees. I mean, in the way that he fucking jumps and yeah, floats in the yeah. air, I don't know how yep. to fuck it. He defies the laws of physics. He does. He really does. <laughs> he's, he really does. He's a refrigerator with a pogo stick attached <laughs> to the bottom. I mean, <laughs> let's not forget when uh, when at Duke, he fucking busted through his shoe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Came, like, yeah. what the fuck was that? <laughs> dude, I have no Yeah, Obama was there, dude. Yeah. They, they <laughs> fucking, so imagine breaking your shoe because you're so strong. <laughs> in front of Obama. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I mean, oh, he's been a freak of nature old. for a while now. 
Well, but, we we have to introduce our guest uh, to a uh, segment yes. that my boy Vince oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, recently came oh, up I with. Think and, about this. and it's been getting, as Trump would say, it's been getting rave reviews. Let me tell you, <laughs> tremendous reviews. Good to tell you, and it's it's by some great. And guys. it's called Vince. Do you want to explain the concept behind this segment? So basically, we hypothetically send one person from Philly sports. Preferably, it can be not from that, but we send them hypothetically to jail mm-hmm. for what they've done in the last week. We are judge, we jury, and execution. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, that's basically the Porter, it. Welcome to guess who's going to jail tonight? Yeah, you're our first guest that's involved in this, and we situation. get love to be serenaded by there's uh, no, Mr. There's Kanye no pressure. West. <laughs> a completely sane. And Wait, I get to send someone to jail? Yeah, oh, yeah. Send one Hypothetically, person to jail, of course. But since you're a guest, you could send two people if you want. Oh, if you'd like, I have a person. Oh, you have a person. All right. I have a person. Well, they're not Philadelphia. That's but fine. That's they okay. Are, they're national. And by the way, you can you can give a sentencing like how many years? Uh, you know, you can you can oh, you so okay. feel definitely, the need. You can make like up a crime like a like a category as to which so, they should be sentenced. Let's so, see what you got. Uh, uh, I have someone by the name of Mark Stein, uh, NBA oh, reporter. Wow, how about that? That's a good has, one already. Has ruined my life multiple times over the last year. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but during the Harden saga, yes. he actually said that the talks with the Ben Simmons, James Harden thing were basically finalized. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and that he broke James Harden. And so he was James the asking of uh, the NBA pretty much. To be fair, the reporting that came out afterwards kind of confirmed that they thought it was going to be done, but ultimately he reported on it and said that he was the only one who came out and said it was like a done deal, and then it didn't happen, so that obviously crushed my spirit. Mm. About four months later, Kyle Lowry and uh, the Sixers, the Toronto Raptors, they were on the goal line. Yeah. The talks were were pretty much done, and Kyle Lowry was going to be a Sixer, and Sixers were probably going to move up the contending charts because of it. That didn't happen, obviously. No. Kyle Lowry didn't get traded. Uh, And then today, Mark Stein released a piece that basically said Embiid has never looked happier after Uh, he saw him a few days ago. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) Wait. And he was talking about how we really fit. We got great chemistry. Doc oh, no. Rivers says it's funny with us. We don't have any problems. <laughs> we don't talk about them and we don't voice them. There's no there's no talk about that stuff. <laughs> and then immediately Joel and B got COVID. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. That oh, is my God. that is a very good one. So Mark Stein. So, Mark Stein's Mark going, going to, jail. to jail. Welcome oh, to jail. My God. Welcome Mark to jail, baby. Bag. How many years? Is this a lifetime sentence? I don't know. I mean, this oh, is yeah, important. for sure. All no, right, lifetime sentence. Oh, giving say, Joel and like COVID, throw away the kid. Yeah. Who wants Pretty to go next? Yeah. I'm going next because, you know, everyone knows I'm a baseball guy, right? I love mm-hmm. boring you things. Are? That's why I listen to, you know, 50 you should send the classic whole, rock. You should send the whole MLB for, like, dragging out the award ceremonies. <laughs> yeah, just steal my thunder, Vince. Go ahead. No, but go but, ahead. No, I will say this. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies made some, some roster moves uh, within the last week, right? They cut uh, number 37... Uh, domestic abuser Udubo Herrera. Okay, your fine. favorite player. Fine. They cut Udubo Herrera. I I get it. He he is a cancer and everything else. But in the same press release, they announced that they did not pick up uh, Andrew McCutcheon's uh, club option. 
okay? Don't disrespect Andrew McCutcheon by putting uh, both transaction announcements in the same little uh, paragraph because guess what? Kutch is up here. Dubes, way down there. So I'm sending the Philadelphia Phillies PR staff to jail. Because they sure. could have, they could have waited a week. The social, the social media manager of the of the <laughs> no, Philadelphia I mean, Phillies. that poor, poor intern. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, how do you announce uh, that Odubo yeah. Herrera, who was universally hated mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, um, besides by me, because I still think he's actually a decent contact hitter, but that's neither here nor there, <laughs> um, and no pun intended, by the way. But I will say this: oh, God. Andrew McCutcheon was a fan favorite, correct? Yeah, I right. loved. Kutch. Everyone loves Kutch. His first Uncle hit Larry. as a Philly was a home run. On yeah, opening on opening day. day, and you do, you don't pick up his option. That's fine. He's an aging veteran. He did almost hit forty home runs this year, which mm-hmm. I mean, that says one of something. his best power years. One of his best power hitting years uh, ever, and he's a former MVP as we all know. Um, so not bringing back McCutcheon, I don't hate it because there are a ton of free agents out there that are superstar levels, and we need to upgrade at virtually every position. So okay. Don't pick up Kutch's option, but don't announce it in the same breath as Odubel fucking Herrera. So the, that is just the, wrong. The person that runs the Phillies Twitter. No, yeah, I mean, no, but it was also a roster move okay. done by the organization. <laughs> so who are you sending to jail? Which one? Uh, anyone involved in the, the roster. Phillies organization. The whole, and, uh, you honestly, know just do the whole thing. Matt Klintak for different reasons. <laughs> who knows if he's making decisions? It, it crimes still. against humanity. Like, for I don't Klintak. understand. Mac, I'm going to go off on a tyrant don't. tangent. We yeah, gotta, we don't no, no, no. But I don't understand this <laughs> oh, okay. because... Matt Klintak is still employed by the Phillies as an assistant to the general manager. Because he has too much money on uh, his contract. Sam Fold. Assistant to the regional Sam manager. Sam Fold, <laughs> who played like three years in Major League Baseball for the fucking Rays and is known for making good defensive plays, is our fucking GM. And Dave Dombrowski's here, too. So who the fuck's making the decision? I it's don't, get, I don't so get it. We all Phillies know are going to jail. I don't know. Just send the Phillies to jail. Who's next? <laughs> you Ta- Taylor, go ahead. Um, I don't really have a good one, but I'm going to send myself to jail. For wearing a Detroit Tigers <laughs> hat. For your bad gambling? <laughs> to, to the fucking uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, for me thinking I was an extra sharp uh, gambler uh, putting in minus four and a half on the Philadelphia 76ers on Sunday night. <laughs> the eve yeah. of Joel Embiid getting Actually, you know COVID. What? You know what? Can I? Can I? Back? Oh, so it's your fault too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> let, let me add one more person to the the jail list, and it's your boy Dan for removing uh, and my boy too for removing Taylor from okay, the group great. chat Nobody all the time. The, the most yeah, inside joke you could make. I'm just saying because Taylor, you are a phenomenal. Oh, right. great, great. Um, Vince, who are you saying? Mine's easy. Jonathan Gannon, get your ass yeah. in jail. Yeah. This is long overdue. Yeah, uh, he's lucky I wasn't. You here sent him last to jail week. before, dude. No, no, he was an honorable mention. And I said if he kept this up, he'd go. And now he ha- he's going to Guantanamo Bay. Gitmo. <laughs> I'm sick of th- this defense is high school level. He's. I think the rest of the coaching staff, the offensive coaching staff at least, has stepped it up. Sirianni's play calling not as bad as it is. It, it it looks like a young coaching staff that is learning each week, and I can't complain that much because it's most of their first. Coordinator or head coach jobs. Vince, However, it. Jonathan Gannon looks like he's getting worse by the week. I, I can't mm-hmm. stand him. I'm starting to not be able to That's stand the sight of him. You're sending him I, to Gitmo, though, Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay. Bay. Now, I saw a stat that said something about like how the Eagles had only given up, I think, like f- three times 80% uh, completion percentage from opposing quarterbacks. And they've already done that like three times. Like this yes. three times, at least, yeah. The and defense is like if you watched it on fucking Sunday against the Chargers, they couldn't stop yeah. they Roman couldn't. Catholics high school football yeah, team. No. Yeah, like it's they terrible. Yeah, shit. I mean, I do wonder how much of that is just literally not having a single linebacker. I mean, like mm-hmm, I true. don't really that think is something that, to do with it. Definitely. I mean, I don't really think that linebackers are the most important 
position in football. They're probably yeah. one of the least important. But you certainly can't ignore it. Yeah. Exactly. The I way mean, we have for years. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, we got Jonathan Gannon and Guantanamo Bay, but we're making Howie Roseman watch the torture. We're like, this is this could be <laughs> you, buddy. Say, are you this could be you real soon. For the well, Howie, torture? Howie gets a pass. I mean, Howie will get criticized and shit on for good reason. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can never hate Howie as much as I hate, like, any other sports executive that didn't get me a championship at some point. You know what I mean? Like, I hate for Howie Roseman. I have it, for sure. Mm-hmm. It exists. But it's not a burning, fiery passion just because it's like you, pro- you help provide me with uh, one of the best moments of my sports life, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's lucky with that. I I fucking hate him, but He gets a little cushion for that. All right, Pat. He does. Um, So I actually was originally going to send Jonathan Gannon, and then I was going to send whoever the fuck gave Joel Embiid COVID, so the bit that they both both just got taken. (laughs) Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris, yeah, I was going to say. Well, I mean Mark Stein, too, now that you said Mark Stein. That's in the back of my head. Yeah, I don't know if he gave it to him, but he definitely killed the vibe. (laughs) But no, so... Uh, I'm actually going to send Adam Silver because Adam Silver, one, just deserves to be there. Um, True. <laughs> he is actually just Nosferatu sucking the life out of the Sixers team. Oh, he, he hates the process. Um, yeah. So, I mean, making a team play when there's an obvious COVID outbreak going on and, yeah. and exposing, and to me, it's the other thing is exposing other teams to it on the way. Like, why would you do that in your right mind? Like, why would you, like, not take this deadly disease seriously? And this isn't even at this point, like, it's, it's for players' safety. It's not even me really caring about the Sixers winning or losing. It's like you're making a team play when they're having a, a new player every other day test positive for COVID. Is that really smart? I'm pretty sure that was a rule last year that yeah, if you had not. three days in a row of yeah. people testing. It was like every other day if you had people testing positive for COVID, you would shut down the team for a couple of days. And the NBA got so much deserved credit last year yeah. for handling uh, the COVID yeah. situation. And this year it's kind of like they don't give a shit. Everybody and their mom has COVID in the NBA this year. Yeah, It's, yeah. it's nuts. It's so, crazy. Adam Silver, get in there. <laughs> I would also like to send Henry Ruggs, but the Las Vegas Police Department did that for me. I yeah. sent him last week. <laughs> I sent him last week to jail anyway. Oh, did you? I, yeah, I did. Yeah. Thanks okay, for good. listening to the show. Good, you got me on that Thanks one. Thanks for listening to the show when you weren't here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, don't he, shame me. He did. I, yeah, I actually I did. I don't think he did. I just completely forgot oh, about Dude, that. I talked <laughs> about Henry Ruggs for a good hour and a half. Well, Aaron Rodgers then. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, to wrap this one up, thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you, Trill, for coming on. Thank you, dude. Uh, Absolutely, just a heads up. dude. Anytime. Trill, Just I a love heads you. up, uh, we are always <laughs> at Henry James Saloon on Sundays doing your post game for the Eagles game. And next week on Thursday, Trill will be having his live podcast Let's fucking for the Sixers game. So get you ready for that. Baby. I'm coming out. Oh, I'm going to be there. We're, we're going to be right. there. We're bringing you people. You guys got to hop on the mic. Yo, oh, from the nosebleeds. is going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Right now, especially at the yeah, Henry yeah. James. 100%. <laughs> yeah, Let's I go. was going to say, you guys got to come out and uh, you know be my wingman on, on the podcast. Gotcha. That's exciting, Absolutely. Dude, we're excited about it. Let's yeah. fucking go. Let's I'm get bringing, it. I'm bringing a couple of the people that uh, from my Sixers group chat, too, so they can get some exposure and actually get go. used to it. And maybe they can get them to come on podcasts every once in a while because they're just like nervous to do it for some reason. But we'll get them drunk. Yeah, exactly. That's I can't the best part about doing it at a, a fucking uh, bar. Yeah, <laughs> buffalo right. chicken. If you're nervous, steak. just have a few drinks. Yep, exactly. Buffalo chicken cheesesteak and some uh, some wings from the Henry James Sling. Oh, dude, their wings are so good. their wings Fire. are phenomenal. I, I, this is not even a lie. Before I went to the first show, John, you know, Bell and the Birdman, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was vegan. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I've been vegan. I was vegan for like five months. 
I've cheated here and there with like cheese and like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I saw how good the wings were, and I was like, they're my favorite food. How I about can't that? Have it. Yeah, I remember. And that, it's the that, only <laughs> thing that I've eaten since. But that's awesome. When I, man. When that blew my mind. That just blew my mind that you just said that because like literally I met you and you were just shoving those wings <laughs> down. <my throat. laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> that's oh, wild back though. On the, back on the wagon. Yeah. How about that? Hey, that's the awesome. Eagles will do it to you, won't they? Yeah, they will. <laughs> that's right. But thank you very much, guys. Yep. Thank you, Trill. Trill, thanks a lot, man. Taylor, thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Just for we being love you. Me. I don't know. I'm drunk. <laughs> Let it go. Go, birds. Have a good right, one, guys. guys. Peace. Peace out.